Nothing like some Joe. Indeed. Ooh, that's a good cup of Joe. That's a good cup of Joe. A little steamy still. Well, yeah. look, why have you called me here? Uh, well, uh, it's been a while. I think it's probably been a couple months at least. But I think we're here to do a new episode of Good Ideas Show with Luke and Eli. Uh, hey. I actually, we'll pull the curtain back, um, good friends, some friend of the show, Spencer, has been on the show a few times, he came up a while ago, uh, I don't know if you remember that, he came up to Boston. Oh yeah, no, I remember that. It was very fun to have him walk around my workplace and do, just, just test out his Boston bombing material. Jeez, um, just on the citizens. Just on my coworkers <laughs> and other Boston members of society, talking about how, you know, if he was there, it would have gone differently. And, Things of that nature. Um, so, thank you, Spencer. Um, we went back to my place afterward, and we were planning... I remember I, yeah, I messaged you, like, let's record a podcast. And he dropped some acid on the way there. And it was already very hot, but I think the acid made him, like, more hot. So, the, most of the podcast, I just scrap it. Because the majority of it was him just going, It's so hot, and the AC is already on, dude. It's too hot. <laughs> um, and he was... And then the other half was me doing a riff, doing a bit, and either he just would not laugh, or he would laugh and he would riff off of it, but he would end up saying like a slur or something really <laughs> offensive, so I would just have to cut the bit. And I'd be like, okay, well, there's really nothing usable here. Good old Spencer. Good old... <laughs> you sent more post-editing Spencer. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, he got fired again, so I don't know what he's doing now. Uh, it's very depressing. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. Uh, Spencer, if you're listening. If you're listening, you really blew it with that lesbian <laughs> yeah, girl. I just, wanna, I just want to let you know that. You could have, I think you could have been the one, like, from The Matrix. <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, no. Um, we got a new Kraken episode, and guess what? This is the horror special. Sp because, what is the scariest time? Early August. Um, and I've wait, 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 you, should I press you on that? I, I have a feeling that, why is, um, it's so hot, man, you know, it's just like, cause of climate <laughs> And change. the AC's already on. Are you see, it's so hot, <laughs> and the AC's already on, dude. So like, you're just <laughs> fucked. Um, no, I've been, uh, really into horror lately for some reason. I've been watching horror movies. Gonna do some quick hit reviews. Are you a horror horror fan at all? I'm I'm a horror fan. Um, I'm kind of more in um the the crappy pasta scene and like internet oddities than uh the movies. Um, probably my favorite horror movie would be The Shining, which I like a lot, and I felt spooked for a solid forty eight hours after that one. That one did nothing for me. I don't know. I um, it's a good movie, but there's only I don't, whatever. Uh, yeah, I used to be strictly like a comics and short stories guy, but I'm branching out into movies lately because I'm following a lot of sort of horror people on Twitter as of late. Um, but I saw, uh, I saw It Follows. Oh, I love that movie. That movie is solid. That's a good, good ass flick. Um, disaster uh, piece. Great composer. He also did the music for the video game Fez and literally recycled a large percentage of it. Huh. Like note for note, some of the music. I didn't even know you could do that. That seems... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do they know? They should listen to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, hey, sorry guys. Well, I've heard the Fez guy's kind of a dickhead, so... Yeah, yeah and he's he's gonna be really angry when he finds out. Yeah, that. I don't want to give him any more ammunition. But, so that, that <laughs> flick was good. The other two I saw were kind of... So I watched the first third of Gerald's Game, which is a, what? Which is a sequel to Ender's Game. Uh, what? No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's about it's, a, it's based on a Stephen King short story, 
And it's about some lady goes to uh, have, like, kinky sex with her husband because their marriage sucks. So he, like, handcuffs her to the bed, and then he dies of a heart attack. So she's handcuffed to the bed, um, and then she goes, oh, no, you know, and, like, she starts seeing hallucinations, and the hallucinations tell her, like, you're going fucking crazy. And I just turned it off because I was like, I don't want to watch a movie where the 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 hallucinations tell tell the main character they are crazy. <laughs> so it's a little bit on the note, whatever. Um, and then just the other night, I watched a dark song, which is an Irish horror movie about this uh, lady who gets this this sort of dickhead guy to do like an evil ritual. And the whole movie is just them doing the ritual. Um, <laughs> so. Anything come of it? Yeah, but it wasn't even scary. <laughs> it was like, I'm so done with, like, they, they did the ritual and then, like, demons and stuff start appearing. But they're just, like, zombies. It's like, oh, cool. So, whatever. How how would you have done that? I don't know. Like, uh... Well, maybe first edit. The ritual lasts, like... So, the it's like an hour and a half movie and the ritual is like an hour and ten minutes of the movie. So, the ritual lasts one minute. Yes. It's the first thing that happens. In the middle of the ritual, there's a couple of sentences of backstory as to why they're doing the ritual. Mm -hmm. Oh, my fucking son died. I gotta, I gotta bring him back. All right. Let's do a bloody ritual. <laughs> Using Australian magic. Um, yeah. <laughs> then the rest of the movie is just crazy shit coming out of the portal. Yeah. Um, it's It would be like that Japanese game show where it's a bunch of guys hanging out in a room and just people come out of this box and start like, hitting them with sticks and stuff. <laughs> It'd be like that, but a horror movie. Where just, yeah, monsters appear. <laughs> you know, it's like it has a head where his ass is and he starts crawling backwards like, Oh no, get the silver bullets! You know? The, um, uh, the, the, the Babadook from the Babadook shows up and he's got a pool noodle in each hand. Just flailing them around. That that would be a movie. Is just every <laughs> horror monster teams up, you know, and not even like werewolves and vampires. Like no, you got the Babadook, you got the It Follows guy, you got like all these more like psychological horror monsters. Or it's like that one movie where the grandma is possessed, but she actually just has dementia. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> they all just come out and, anyways. Uh, but yeah, I've been watching those, and I've been thinking I should. Uh, that's a couple ideas brewing for some some horror flicks of my own. Um, All right. Well, I guess this is why we're here. Indeed. So, as is the usual tradition, I'm gonna spitball a couple. Feel free to interrupt with liner notes, things of that nature. Um, so, good horror, I think, sort of plays to real life fear, touches on real life situations. It's, it's relatable to its viewership. Exactly. Exactly. And what is the one viewership that there hasn't been enough horror sort of based around the vulnerability of? Women. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm talking, Eli, are you familiar with the term e-girl? E-girl. This, this is a, okay, well, I'm not totally, it's, it's people like with um, Twitch streams, like uh, cam, cam girls? Yeah, kind of. I think it's more of like a broad, it's sort of like a broad term that can encompass anywhere, I would think, from, yeah, like, cam girls all the way to, like, Twitch girls, or just, like, people on Twitter who just, like, post selfies of a lot of cleavage a lot. Um, and that's kind of the, fo that's, like, the focus of the film, is, like, being an e-girl and the fears that come with that. Um, so our main character has a say cosplay patreon account where they she posts you know no nudity but like sexy ooh i did my sexy cosplay of uh the homestuck kids sexy vegeta did my sexy vegeta i've seen that one that always looks bad because vegeta's hairline is just like <laughs> not sexy um, i got my fucking um what's what are kids these days like fortnite um Got my Fortnite dance. Got my Fortnite dance. Yeah, so she's doing that, and the film starts, films opens with her, and she's dressed as a sexy Fortnite, and she's going, <laughs> I'm building, I'm building, I'm gonna build, um, and, uh, I'm gonna kill you, Skull Trooper. <laughs> um, no, she's, she's doing that, um, she up, upload or whatever, it's like, yes, alright. Get all the comments being like, oh, you're so beautiful, oh my god, let me donate to your Snapchat, whatever. She, Instagram, bleep, DM. 
DMing some guy. The guy goes, uh, oh, please, next time, do a photo shoot where we can see the soles of your feet, please. <laughs> she goes, no, I'm not going to do that. They have this interaction, kind of, you know, general creepy guy interaction. Um, then she tells him to fuck off. And then cuts to him, and he's in his room, and he slams on. He's so mad, he goes, I'm going to get back at her. She crossed the line. Because every horror movie, you cross the line, which is why, like, demons come at you. So this is her moral failing, is that she didn't show this guy on the internet the soles of uh, her feet? She's, let's say... She set, her, she set herself up for a comeuppance. She didn't appreciate the fans. <laughs> That's what she said. She, the guy is saying, I'm going to kill you, whatever. And she goes, I don't appreciate you, fan. And he goes, too far. Uh, he slam, slams his hand on the keyboard. And he goes to his... He lives at home with his old European grandma. The oh. most curse-prone of any type of person. He goes, he says... Baba, I need the, you to put. You got where's your book of old Italian curses? <laughs> She's like, I don't want to give you any curses, Totino. You didn't take the trash out. There's a little <laughs> argument scene. And he goes, Fine, fuck you. And he get, he steals his grandma's book of ancient Italian curses, and um, he knows a scene of him like making a sauce and like putting Toad's foot in there and stuff. And he puts like a printout photo of the e-girl and like puts it in the sauce um and he goes you'll regret ever messing with me uh, and then um cuts back to the e-girl's room and you see a little jar of marinara just in her room for some reason like slowly twists over <laughs> and the lid cracks and you see a tiny pair of eyes poking out of the marinara cut to black title screen now are you familiar with the Classic Goosebumps story, um, Say Cheese and Die. <laughs> I, I've never regretted anything more than saying that I am not. That's a classic Goosebumps story. If they take a photo of you, you die. Um, well, this is a similar sort of a premise, uh, mixed in with kind of like a Gremlins type thing. And the title of the movie, psh, cut to title, Show Feet and Die. <laughs> Um, and the basic premise is this Italian curse has summoned these little gremlin people that start appearing in this woman's house. And if they see the, the soles of this woman's bare feet, she will lose all of her Patreon subscribers. Whoa. Um, which is basically her livelihood. And in this day and age, that's basically a death sentence. Um, so all these little, like I said, it's sort of gremlins-like. They start appearing out of crevices, and they start coming out of the fridge and stuff. And it happens slowly, you know. You don't reveal the big horror right away. And obviously, I shouldn't even need to say who we're going to motion cap for these gremlins. I mean, you shouldn't, but I want to hear you say it. Willem Dafoe. That was not what I thought you were going to say. Danny DeVito. That is what I thought you were going to say. I, uh, I think... Wait, are there two of them? Well, there's like many. They all have Willem Dafoe's Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. May I have a suggestion, though? Fine, fine. You know the guy who played the lead... I forget his name. He played Mario in the live Super Mario Brothers movie, and he also played the detective in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That guy? The same guy? That was the same guy. Uh, I know of him. I don't know what his name is. Do you think we could get that guy? I thought he died. Well... Is it Bob Hoskins or something? Yeah, I think that was it, yeah. Uh, if he's alive, and... I guess if he's not alive, we could go Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe's great. Well, I think we could, again, like in Gremlins, there should be like a couple different kinds. And actually, there are. So, there could be different actors in there, I think. But I want to get Willem Dafoe as the kind of base. And I think we can use high levels of CG to morph his face with Bob Hoskins or Danny DeVito and kind of get a mutant. This is the next step when you think about it in, in motion capture. It's like, why does it have to be a one-to-one -one ratio with actor to a... That, that would be amazing <laughs> if they came up with a new CG movie and they're like... We've mastered making a perfectly real-looking human in CG, so that our lead actor of this film is two different actors fused. <laughs> you know, combine their acting skills and CG them. The <laughs> he acts twice as good. Well. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, so we'll have that technology. Um, but so, in addition to that, all the gremlins have a different theme based off different like popular like sexual fetishes and stuff. Oh jeez. Um, so you could have like the bondage gremlin. He's got all, like, leather and, like, chains and stuff. 
Uh, you could have, like, the inflation gremlin who's just, like, floats around and he, like, you know, f the lady, like, she finds these and she, like, closes all the windows and you see the inflation gremlin just, like, floating outside the window going, <laughs> and he, like, flies through the glass. Um, <laughs> one of them is dressed as Super Mario, never explained, never addressed, <laughs> but every time he's on camera screen, you hear, like, the Mario theme play a little bit and he goes, like, wow! <laughs> you know, he's just got little overalls and stuff. Um... <laughs> you know, jumping. He can jump very high. Um, yeah, so just different... Uh, let me think what else kind of... Uh... Uh, can the E-girl have a like a, a roommate who's like a nerdy male student who studies economics and meets the inflation gremlin and thinks it's economic inflation? And the, the gremlin doesn't say anything, but he gets like really miffed. Like he gets like a little storm cloud appears above his head. Yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely can. He, like, he just makes his disgusted face like... Turns around and, like, floats away. It doesn't kill him. The nerd, like, never gets in trouble at all. <laughs> like, ah, is this Reaganomics? The guy just, ugh, floats away. Um, yeah. So, wait, is he just those three? No, there's many others. I just can't think of, um... Other fetishes. Other fetishes. There would be probably, like, 20-plus, um... And the crux of the movie would, of course, be it's kind of like a home invasion thing where they're all going crazy. They're trying to, you know, they, they're not trying to kill her again. They're trying to sh check her, look at her feet. So they're, like, trying to untie her shoes and stuff. She's like, ah, you know, um, and, like, kicks them away. There's um, a scene where they, they get on the phone and they order 100 pizzas to her house. And they, they say, the guy's uh, Domino's, any special instructions? They go, yes, take off the shoes of the woman inside the house. And they go, oh, yes, sir. You know, um, you know. Uh, so, and of course, the e-girl tries to fight back. You know, she's like, well, I've got a, you know, metal Gundam cosplay I built. Sort of like... The, oh, yeah, she uses all of her skills that have been established at the beginning of the... Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she's got, like, foam swords. She used to, like, knock them out of windows and stuff. And, uh... Things of that nature. She straps on some heavy-duty combat boots. It seems a lot more like a whimsical comedy. Uh, like a whimsical horror, I mean. Like a horror comedy. Yeah, yeah. Will it have lots of sound effects? Like... It will, but we're also going to have the guy who did the hereditary soundtrack do the soundtrack. <laughs> so it's gonna, you'll have like the, like, you know... Oh, girl gets hit with a mallet and gets squashed into like a pancake and goes, "Ah, my my fucking head or whatever." And you just go, "Is like the music the whole time." Um, but so the the gremlins, you know, they start taking over the house. They start to overwhelm her. So she goes, "I gotta call some backup here." Calls her friend, Seth Rogen. What? 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 <laughs> he drives up in his jalopy. He has like a Mr. Magoo car for some reason. <laughs> he gets out. He's like, uh, I heard we have a weed problem. <sighs> she never said that. Um, <laughs> he, he comes in the house and there's a scene where all the gremlins, he just starts smoking weed with him and stuff. And he gives them, he goes, you gotta try that. And there's like a 10 minute scene of him ex just explaining the different kinds of weed and why you gotta try this one as opposed to this one. <laughs> you know, don't do this. This is the crazy artificial weed they use to kill people. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, there's like a scene where the gremlins are all like doing bong rips and stuff. And Lily's like, oof, this bought me some time. Um, and then, um, take a sip of coffee while I think on this. I mean, wait, I, I, okay. I mean, so far this seems like a pretty commercial movie, but, but just in, in my head right now, I had a very art house ending, Okay. an extremely, extremely slow fade to black as Seth Rogen explains weed to the gremlins. <laughs> like literally the graduation is like 20 minutes of just like, you absolutely would not be able to tell mm. shot by shot that it's fading to black until it's completely gone. You just hear this distant echo of like, yeah, this is actually like people think it's Jamaican, but it's from the United States. <laughs> that, <laughs> and then credits. That would be that would be very art house. But I do have a an ending in mind. Oh, okay. Um, so that'll be the director's cut. You know. <laughs> um, so Seth Rogen, you know, gives them all his his weed and stuff, and they're like, oh, okay. Um, and then he's like, now I gotta take some some weed for me. And then he takes a bong rip. And he's like, wait a second. 
this is an indica, I can only have sativa. And he looks over and the gremlin had like switched his weed with a different kind of weed that is somehow different. <laughs> Seth Rogen like, and this is where the horror comes in, like body horror shit starts happening where like, he like, you know, contorts his body and he starts freaking out and the gremlins high five each other. Um, and, uh, you know, the, um, the e-girl awakens in her room to like the gremlins are like jumping on her like boobs and butt like trampolines and like <laughs> and she like kicks them away. Wait, how is she laying after trampolining on her boobs and butt simultaneously? Um, because if she's lying, okay, fo- follow me here. If she's lying on her back, that explains the boobs. But you wouldn't. How she, did she lie? She's doing what is known as the Mobius sleeping <laughs> method. The Mobius nap. She was so like. My friend Seth Rogen's got... He's playing himself. My friend Seth Rogen's got this. I'm not even worried. I'm taking a fucking nap with my shoes on. Um, so she wakes up. She kicks them off. But then they're all in her room. There you've got the fucking crazy Mario gremlin. you got bondage gremlin. you got got... Um, Is there a... Can there be a gremlin for, like, vanilla normie sex? Yes. Who wears, like, a bowler hat and, like, is, like, a British banker? It's just, like, really proper and disgusted by the other gremlins. Yes. There's a gremlin. He's saying, I need water sea feet. I would say keep the shoes on. <laughs> um, but so she's like, oh, my God, they broke through. They defeated Seth Rogen. And then they go, and they, they grab the combat boots she's wearing, and they untie them, and they, they throw them off. And there's just, like, a bright flash of light where her feet are. And the next 10 minutes is this intense. You just see the gremlins, like the reflection of the shine in the gremlin's eyes. And they're like looking down like, yes, yes. And they, um, there's like a 10 minute intense, like sensual scene where the gremlins just go to town on the feet. They're like, they're like sucking each toe one by one. Like, yeah. With, like, sl- loud smacking noises. The long, snake-like tongue just... Oh, that's really unpleasant ...goes in between every it. single one. And all the gremlins, are like, high-five each other. Oh, it's, it was fun before. Now <laughs> it's <laughs> slow motion. And then you just hear a laugh. I... <laughs> the gremlins look up. And they look back down. And then there's just a face of horror. They go, No! It's Seth Rogen's feet. <laughs> she cut off her own feet. <laughs> Saw style and replace them with Seth Rogen's gross, hairy, I'm assuming ogre-like feet. And the gremlins are so disgusted, they start turning into sand. They start melting and they go like, fuck you, as they're dying. Stuff like that. Um, Seth Rogen, and then they're all dead. She looks at her Patreon numbers, they're totally fine. Um, And also, at this point, it's revealed she has 24 Patreon patrons. (laughs) <laughs> yeah her, her net amount per month is like forty dollars <laughs> you know he's like whew made it um uh seth rogan comes back in the room and the film ends and he goes like hey not a bad trade if you ask me he's got like dainty feet on his legs now you know and they they sort of high five um and um and yeah seth rogan um just looks at the camera uh, and says, show's over. <laughs> show's over. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's essentially, that was the main one I had. It is more of a horror comedy like Gremlins. Again. Well, it involves Gremlins. You, you were calling them Gremlins. really calling them Gremlins. Yeah, we know. We might try to just straight up get the Gremlins IP from whoever owns it and make this as a Gremlins 3. This could be like a straight to VHS yeah, yeah, yeah. Gremlins Gone Sexual or something. Um, <laughs> I have to say, I like Gremlins Gone Sexual a little bit more than I like Show Feet and Die. <laughs> I think, I like, if you knew Say Cheese and Die, I think you'd appreciate that more, but... I fair. have to say, I I don't think I agree with you on that point. <laughs> regardless, regardless. Gremlins Gone Sexual. Um, <laughs> yeah, you see, I'm laughing at it. I, I think it's a really funny title. Okay, well that's the main... That was the main one I had thought of. Again, yeah, a little bit horror comedy, but no, it's good. It's uh, it's good. Um, yeah, no, it's a great it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, who do you see playing the lead? Um, we're gonna get um, fucking um, 
Hannah Montana, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, She's acting now. She was in um, the, that season of Black Mirror everyone oh hated. God. <laughs> yeah. I guess she was acting then because she had a television show. Yeah, she was Hannah Montana. Also, we're we're going to have it not as Miley Cyrus, but as Miley Cyrus, as Hannah Montana, as the main character. Yeah, the main character's name is going to be um, Anna Montana. Um, wait, I think it's a real person. That's a... Uh, yeah, that's like a... That is a real... Wait, that's a real e-girl. Oh, no. Yeah, that's... um. There was an Eric Andre Instagram with her, or interview with her. Um, whatever. Uh, anyways. So that's, that's film pitch number one. Film pitch number one. Um... Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a solid, uh, mm, five. Five? Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Um, I think we can get Taika Watiti on that. <laughs> Not um, bad. All right. So the next one I had, um, this one, I don't really have much of a, uh, so I guess, are you familiar with like when that Drake song came out and everyone was doing... They're filming themselves doing dancing challenges, and they kept getting hit by cars. Um, I believe that that happened. That doesn't stretch my incredulity at all. Okay. Or, are you you remember, like, planking and stuff? Oh, do I remember planking? Planking okay. was really something. That was... It, yeah. It was a thing that happened. Or, like, the cinnamon challenge. Like, people... Oh, yeah, the cinnamon... People, that was... That, that, that produced some painful results. People love viral challenges. So here's a film... I think this is a little more dark. This is a little more mysterious. It's not just, like... Little boggling creatures running around. This one is called The Challenge. And um, similar type of thing. There's a viral internet challenge that kids are doing. You know, the challenge is like put on this song and, you know, do some kind of dance. I don't, I haven't worked out the details of what the actual challenge is yet. Maybe we leave that ambiguous. Every, all these Zoomers are doing the challenge. So one day, some kids, again, like the, the Drake car dance, were mysteriously killed during the challenge, and more and more kids start dying from the challenge. Um, but kids still keep doing the challenge um, because it's just a fun challenge, you know? It's like a viral thing. Um, that's basically the premise, is that there's this big panic about, like, this occult happening coming from this this viral challenge, um, but kids still want to do it. They still just keep dying. Kids are kids. Kids do die. What is the challenge itself, though? Oh, I feel like that's oh. where the meat comes in. Um, I think it's like a dance challenge. I think it's a similar kind of a thing where they just put on the latest. It's like some... Um, who's the fucking weird, smelly-looking guy? Who, um, Post Malone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a new Post Malone song. And it's just kids like filming themselves dancing. And Post it's like, Mortis. It's like Malone. a Final Destination thing where the kids are like doing a little... Dance. And like a... A cement block just like flies through and like <laughs> crushes their skull. You know, there's all these videos of moms. The main character would be like a mom just looking through different videos of the challenge of kids dancing. Yeah, they're dancing on like a construction site over a, a metal beam. It's <laughs> never explained how they got there and the beam breaks. Ah, the kids fall down. Never, the mom cuts to the mom's face. <gasps> you know, just horrified by each one. It'll be like the movie Sinister. Where the guy's watching all these videos of like these crazy murders he discovered in his house. It's a mom discovers a Vine channel of the channel. <laughs> it's just different like kids. Oh, uh, it's twelve year old like fat Asian kid. Oh, I'm here with my friends. We're doing the challenge. They start dancing. Do, 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 do. You know, um, fucking a bird. Just like an <laughs> ostrich runs through and like, starts killing them. One pack yeah. per child, and that's all it yeah. takes. <laughs> yeah, stuff, stuff like that. Uh, here, we're doing the challenge in, uh, Iraq. <laughs> Missile. <laughs> um, so yeah. And it's Do you been, see, yeah. yeah. There's, there's two ways you could go with that, I feel like, to, you know, increase the Uncanny Valley effect. And one is that the death that results from the challenge has nothing to do with the challenge itself. It's just like a silly dance, and then they die, and it's like, oh, that's very mysterious. Mm-hmm. But the other way, I guess you could play it as a commentary on the, you know, how these social media trends can really manipulate people. With the challenge that it's not shocking that it would kill you. The, sh- the shocking part is that it's very popular. And that's the mysterious element. Like, for example, the Children's Crusade Challenge. Mm-hmm. Where you have to retake the Holy Land. <laughs> and it's big with Gen Z. They like the Crusader memes that were big like a year ago. Yeah. That's, um... Hmm. 
That would be one. Yeah, the construction site challenge, that's a that's a good one. It would have been more believable. I like the idea that it's not like... The point of the challenge isn't that you're supposed to do it on somewhere dangerous, but the kids just ended up <laughs> doing it there, you know? <laughs> You know, we're doing the challenge on top of a lit fire. <laughs> ah, ah, I, oh my god! You know? Um, <laughs> I really like that one. Yeah, it's just like the kids. It's, yeah, again, after every single like 15 second video, this is like the bulk of the film, is these 15 second videos of, hey, we're doing the challenge. Do, 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 do. Oh my god! Ah, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then cut to the mom's face. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay, wait. I feel like I. Now that you've described the the cadence, like the rhythm of it, I feel like I get it now. Okay, this is yeah. really scary. Yeah, yeah, I get it. The bulk of the movie, just a mom <laughs> on her desktop computer looking up videos of the challenge and getting scared. Um, and I guess the um, the uh, the probably the climax of the film or the sort of twist ending would be like she's like Jimmy. Jimmy, oh, she's like she got so distracted she lost track of her son, and her son is in the backyard doing the challenge, and maybe um. I don't, like, the twist could be, like, she sees it happening and, like, she sees, like, a demon man, like, you know, throw down, like, a, a pitchfork or whatever that kills the kid or, like, or it could reveal some sort of a supernatural element. I don't know. Um, that's kind of why this was left a little bit incomplete. I don't really... No, no, what, the twist should be that Jimmy is the one who created the challenge. He issued the challenge. But why? Why? Um... Likes? Want to upvotes? Could be. Maybe it's like a YouTube... I don't know. Executive? The al yeah. the algorithm... <gasps> oh, the algorithm is... Himself. <laughs> he comes in, it's like, oh, I am the algorithm. And he's got like a bunch of like... He's like... Do you ever play the final boss uh, in Fallout? Like, what was his name? The Overlord? Uh, no. So the way... I for Jeez, I forget what he was called, but he's the king of the mutants or whatever. And he's like this computer with like, a brain in it. And he's like, um... Like, a bunch of different intelligences in, like, one robot body. So mm -hmm. he has, like, a main voice, which is just a normal scary voice. And then there's, like, a female voice that's kind of, like, angelic. And then a male voice that's, like, kind of military. And so when he'd say stuff, they'd say stuff. So mm. it's, like... So he'd be, like, I see that you've come. You're here. You're here. Right, okay. So the algorithm shows up, and it's just, like, a whole bunch of voices. Like... Maybe we get a few prominent YouTubers, even. Ooh, that would be good. Yeah, it's like it shows clips of them all talking in, in bits, and it's like, we are the algorithm. Oh, yeah, like the same thing with the like, uh, ransom notes, where you get cut out pieces of... Ooh. His entire voice thing is just like um, like the thing of, like, I don't know, Obama sings. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, <laughs> probably just Joe Rogan. He talks <laughs> He talks like a YouTube poop music video. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, oh my god, that's so good. Yeah, it's, the algorithm is doing it. And maybe, this is maybe a little bit too hammy, but you could have it be like the grudge where it like crawls out of the computer. But, that wouldn't be bad. It would yeah. be better if it crawls really awkwardly out of a smartphone. <laughs> like, you're gonna, it, it tries to, yeah. it tries really hard to get out, but it can't quite, so then it moves <laughs> over to the computer. Mm -hmm. That's, that is a good ending. Yeah, they figure out it's the algorithm doing it. Um... And it just, uh, damn, all right, that's, that's good. I, I'm glad we got a, a pin in that. And maybe Jimmy dies, but the mom, um, uh, goes to YouTube headquarters and it's like, I'm going to have a sternly worded message with the algorithm. I'm uh, really imagining a Marge Simpson kind of a lady. You know, another thing about it, I actually watched a horror movie recently that I really liked. Oh, do tell. It was, um, geez, what was it called? Candyman. Oh, 1992 Candyman. I've heard of that. I watched a YouTube like essay about that. I did too. And then after that, I watched the movie. I loved it. But that movie is absolutely not a horror movie and not a sad movie. It's just a happy movie about a lady who the best thing that could happen to her does. Which is because she gets killed, that like confirms her news report or something, right? No, no, no. It's so. This, this I feel like I have a very weird reading of this movie, but if you if you know Candyman, which you saw the video yeah, essay, yeah, so, so I know the basic premise. Yeah. So this woman is an academic, and she's working on this paper on folktales, and she lives this vapid, empty, bourgeois life with her dirtbag husband who doesn't care about her and, and is cheating on her. Mm -hmm. It's just like um like an absolute like Marxist hellhole of like the emptiness of wealth. Like she's she is a completely she lives this completely unspiritual life with no deeper meaning and like. 
she's got like one good friend who's in the same boat, just like this empty red wine, like just waiting to die sort of existence. Mm -hmm. Everyone in her life is boring or bad. And then she meets like a literal god, an actual immortal, like folk <laughs> deity shows up and says, I will make you immortal. <laughs> if you can see to well, I mean, in in the film, it's supposed to be scary because like he's gonna like kill her. She says he's like, "Will you be my victim?" But he also says, "If you are my victim, like me, you will live forever as part of my legacy." What I didn't know that. Yeah, he's like, "Be my victim," and like he wants her consent. Like, and he, he kidnaps a baby, and it's because he needs her to consent to be his victim before he can kill her. Which makes her immortal, which makes her an immortal monster like him. And he also, in the movie, is the most charming, attractive, and compelling character by a lot. He has all the best lines. He's like this really good looking guy. He's dressed well. He's got a hook for a hand, so he's got that going for him. Nice, like, nice. Everybody else in the movie kind of sucks. No one, like, and he's he's the best. And at the end, she agrees, she becomes his victim, she dies, and then in a jump scare at the end of the movie, spoilers, it's revealed that she has indeed become an immortal monster. So this is a ha In my headcanon, she went to that universe's version of heaven. She's immortal now. She's transcended humanity. She kills her uh, husband, who is cheating on her, and, and uh, like, his, his mistress. And that's how the movie ends, is she just, like, everything goes as well for her as it really possibly could have. That's pretty nice. He's got a new handsome husband or whatever. Named yeah, Candyman. basically. Named Candyman. That's nice. a very sweet name. Very, very indeed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's, that's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, I've heard some good things about that. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just feel like I read that movie very differently. This has been... Um, what was that show that used to have on Cracked? Oh, God. Um, there's a lot. There were some good ones. Um, and uh, like a lot of analyzed or something? No, the one where they were in the pub. Or oh, the, After Hours. After Hours. This has just been After Hours. I feel like that era has kind of left us now. Yeah. The era of like, we're the overanalyzing nerds. We ever think about this for movies? Now it's like, I don't know. I mean, sort of video fun. essays are more prevalent than ever. Yeah, well, I think that's the form it's now taken. Where well, it's more direct, like, serious. The thing We veered away from comedy, but I'm so actually interested in the subject. But, yeah. like... And you can edit this out if you want this to just be funnier. But, yeah. like, uh, I think the thing that happened is that it was, like, enough entertainment value at one point to just have analysis of pop culture where it's, like, it's pop culture. This isn't high art. And they were, like, yeah. nah, we can analyze this. We know how to analyze things. Mm -hmm. It's, like, whoa, look at that. Maybe we should question our basic assumptions about what high art is. But then everyone got over that, and now the essays have to be good. So the rate of... Like, entrance now needs to be, like, you need to be really good at video essays and analysis. Or at least catchy, like, yeah. in a way that... I don't know. Uh, I guess I was always too young to, like, care about, like, a analysis of media in any way until I started sort of watching video essays, you know? Like, if you're in high school and you're like, we're gonna analyze the fucking Great Gatsby. It's like, I don't give a fuck about Great Gatsby. <laughs> um, but now it's like, oh, we're gonna analyze this, like, horror movie and, like, see you know how it defies conventions and what it plays on and yeah and like analyze you know the makeup of the film it's like well that's actually really interesting and i'm sure this took a different form before video essays were a thing like you probably had to read it in some fucking you know literature review journal but youtube is for the people or you can just like i don't know people would come to your house yeah you have smoke pipes and you tell your <laughs> wife to bring out cucumber sandwiches you know <laughs> Um, for you and the professor. And the <laughs> the professor is now just some guy, um, some fucking British guy in his room talking about, you know, Steven Universe or whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just imagining Big Joel trying and failing to light a pipe. That guy's eyes are too big. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, they are pretty eerie. Speaking of horror... Anyway, yeah. you got any more pitches? No, that we're back to creepy subjects, like Big Joel's eyes. Um, They're yeah. very beautiful at the same time. They are, I suppose. Um, kind of alien. Speaking of aliens. Ooh. I did have, this is a very brief, I have like two very brief one-liner pitches. You already sort of saw this if you are on my Twitter, but I did have this idea of a very straightforward slasher movie until it's revealed <laughs> the identity, the identity of the killer is an alien from outer space. And, um, uh, who like uses... 
like alien weaponry, like nearing the end of the the. Film. No, but not just alien weaponry. Like cool, like. If you saw the Twitter, Luke drew, like, a Marvin the Martian-style ray gun. Yeah, yeah, it's like, he's fighting these teens, and they're escaping from, you know, he tries to get him with his knife, and they escape, and eventually he just reaches into his, like, dusty, again, because he looks like a normal slasher, like, some dusty overcoat, and pulls out, like, a cartoon 50s ray gun, <laughs> like, and he starts vaporizing them. <laughs> just a zap ran again. And <laughs> but there was a, a, another sort of flip on that, where the whole movie is like he uses totally traditional weaponry. You have no idea it's, you know, just anyone but like a crazy human. And they're like, who, they finally kill him. They're like, who is this sicko? They pull a mask off, and it's one of those gray aliens. <laughs> just those, and it starts playing that little Uzi Vert song. And just like, oh, oh, and his corpse just like floats into the air, gets abducted. And it's never explained like why it was this strange. They keep hinting like, someone died here, murdered 50 years ago, and they never found out who. You know, like, oh, is this like a restless soul? No. Alien came down from space to kill teenagers. <laughs> I like um, I like that one more. Yeah, yeah. I think I like that. The visual of the alien pulling or the slasher pulling the ray gun out is funnier, but the idea of it's totally normal and it's just a gray alien yeah, is funnier. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. not bad. That I think would that would be a legitimately good twist. Um, you think, oh, it's traditional spooky horror? No, cosmic horror in the dumbest way possible. Um, you know, I, I'm thinking, one of the things that a good horror movie can do is make a thing that conventionally you wouldn't think of as creepy, as creepy. Mm-hmm. And just going back, like, thinking about the reveal, because, like, um, in, in Candyman, it's featured prominently that bees were involved in the original death of this guy who becomes the Candyman. And at one scene, he, like, opens his coat, it's filled with bees. Okay. And swarms of bees are scary, because, yeah, they sting you. Mm-hmm. But it's like... A really good director would accept the challenge of, like, opening, like, at the end he opens the code and it's, like, gerbils. It's like, mm-hmm. how can we make gerbils eerie? It's, like, really padded, like, overgrown teeth and, like... Yeah, no, you, you totally, yeah, I don't know, man. I Like, like we sort of mentioned before, I think just, like, if you have make a monster that's just, like, grotesque with, like, spikes and, and like, rotting flesh and, like, bleh, you know, for a second you'll be like, ugh, but then you'll be like, oh, I've seen this. Yeah. But he makes something that's just really weird. Like, there was a, um, Adult Swim, like, mini horror flick thing they made where the monster was just this fully bald, fully pink person who would just sort of appear in the corner of the screen. Wait, was this, um, This House Has People in it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was great, but was he... The monster, or just another one of the many weird things happening in this house has people in it? I think it was meant to be kind of a monster type figure. I mean, I haven't seen the whole thing, but I've seen, like, clips. And seeing the image of that thing definitely weirded me out. Well, you gotta see the whole thing, because in the context, nothing is central to that. Like, everything, it's like a weird combination. Yeah. There's, going down the rabbit hole of that thing, that thing's amazing. Dude, this is what we need. The subtlest horror movie like, fuck this mainstream shit. Mm-hmm. We're talking here about, like, the, these Adult Swim horror movies, like, the ultimate weirdo art house. Yeah, right? sure. The true modern horror movie should be a comment on modern society's banality, you know? It should not include any scary elements. Okay. <laughs> right? You see, that's the coward's way out. Ooh, okay, I like where this is going. We need a horror movie that's just, like, a guy sitting at a desk... And uh, there's nothing suspenseful. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe we film a guy, like, doing his actual job. Yeah. And uh, just six hours of that. The only thing is, uh, if he ever leaves to get up to take a break or has a conversation, we edit that out. So we'd probably need to film over the course of a week. Okay. And, um... And maybe just occasionally we'd flash at the bottom of the screen, uh, nothing scary is going to happen later either, just so they know. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Maybe he's got like kind of a weird plant next to his computer. Oh, and it's like um, it's like a n- late '90s computer. Okay, nice. That's that's all. Could could do. Could yeah, do. that's that's you know, it's a work in progress, but it's a masterpiece. You could do a um, like a found footage podcast <laughs> where it's recovered. It's you know, two guys are recording a podcast, and then like it's like, what's that fucking so so. You know, someone keeps banging on our window. Who is that? I'll go check it out. <laughs> ah! Oh, God. Uh, 
Or in your spirit of banality, you could have what's called the blue man, which is a guy, yeah, his daily life, and there's just a blue man in every shot in, like, the background, kind of following him around. And there's no payoff, I guess. <laughs> or no, the payoff is he finally gets home to his house, and he's like, ah, oh, long day at work. And he gets into bed, and the blue man's in the bed, and he kisses him, and he goes, uh, night, honey. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there you go, you yeah, found it. There we go, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, one one final horror flick that I had in mind. Um, again, this is a sort of female-centric. It's about a, a you know, 20-something woman uh, who is all about being a witch. You know, being a, saying you're witchy is, is in these days. You're really into, like, uh, astrology, and you're like, I'm a fucking witch. Do-do-do. You know? Um, so, plot of the film, she's doing a lot of that, cross, that's the, the crossing the threshold, real witches get pissed at her. And we're talking fucking free, we're not talking like, oh, I'm green, I have a nose. <laughs> no, it's like, they're so hideously disfigured, these got these long, tattered black robes, they get word of her, they see her posts on Twitter, and they're like, hell no. <laughs> so they roll up in a Hummer. <laughs> they roll up their house in a Hummer and they get out with guns and <laughs> chunky machine guns Glocks, you know, Tech 9s Uzis <laughs> just like gangster movie shit they roll out, they, the window rolls down and blood smoke comes out the song Money Trees by Kendrick Lamar is playing <laughs> the one in front of the gun lives forever they just... and that's the movie basically they, they just Roll up to her house to try and shoot and kill her. Because um, she's uh, posing like she's a witch. Um, yeah. And, uh, so, that would be, it's a classic story of staying in your lane, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it'd be sort of a twist on like, oh, I accidentally crossed, you know, the bloods or whatever. It's like, no. But it's the witches. It's the witches. Um, and, uh, and yeah. Again, I don't really have uh, much of a, a ending for that. Um... I think maybe you could have, like, a wizard comes in and uses, like, real magic, and they're like, that's not fair. Um, I don't know. <laughs> no, man, that's a complete scene. You, That's done. That's that's a gem, I gotta say. I really, I really enjoyed that. Okay. The Hummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing they do where they roll the window down just to crack and, like, stick the, the barrel of the gun just out slightly, where, like, you can't even aim it, but it's just, like, out there, like... Hey, we have this. Yeah. Jeez. Well, I mean, I'm spooked. Yeah, that's pretty scary. Uh, yeah, so those are basically uh, basically what I got in regards to horror. I will, you know, likely continue my, my horror search because I'm really... I've been somewhat disappointed with, with the, what horror movies have to offer. I haven't really been spooked. Yeah. Recently. Although I, I thought I drank all this coffee and there's more in here. That's kind of spooky. Oh, because you poured it in here. That's true. Forgot about that. Not um, spooky for now. Not spooky. Um, uh, any closing closing thoughts? Um, I mean... I don't know. I, I love a good spook. The thing that I've been enjoying recently... One of the perks of, of my new married life is that I, I can play video games so it would be too scary for me to play on my own. Nice. Because scary movies don't really get me, but scary video games scare the shit out of me. Like, they really... But there are a lot of, like, some of the most creative games are, like, horror games. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm not, like, alone at night. And so I'll just be, like... She'll be, like, wanna, like... I don't know, like, watch Neon Genesis Evangelion. And I'm, like, stay on your side of the bed. <laughs> I'm gonna... Play Polish art games that Damn. gave me... Too much spooks before, so I'm wondering if you could have like a game with like, like I'm playing this game called Darkwood or Dark, yeah, Darkwood, and one of its sales pitches was like we don't have any jump scares in this game. It's a really scary game, but like everybody hates jump scares. Yeah. But what if you hate playing atmospheric scary games while you're alone? And there's a feature like 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 they have live tech support. Mm -hmm. An employee of the game company will FaceTime you while you play. <laughs> just to comfort you? Just so, so there's somebody else there. And they won't even be doing anything. Usually this is the genius of it. They don't need to like be talk because you don't want to talk to them. You're playing a video game. But they can just 
you just are in the presence of another human being. In fact, you get like a whole bunch of, uh, it would just need to be that they could sort of be like, whoa, or like react very briefly. Mm -hmm. So probably I'm imagining a scenario, it couldn't just be one stream, but like a, a whole wall of cameras, you know, on, on a couple of, uh, employees who keep, uh, shifts like on a, like on a ship so mm -hmm. that one's awake at all times. Oh, just yeah. doing menial work, mm -hmm. able to just briefly comment so that you can play spooky games by yourself. They just occasionally pop and be like, ooh, ooh, that's a scary one. Mm -hmm. Ooh, oh, don't open that door. Oh, or, yeah, he'll, he'll do the thing where <laughs> if it's like you're about to open the door, they'll go, oh, you know, the way people will. Um, oh, dude, this, this is it. Let's Plays are so popular, but what if you want somebody to watch you play? That's, is that service tapped into? Uh, no, I guess No, not. this is a let's watch, let's, let's play. Let's, let's have friends. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's basically, yeah, that seems like it's a big market for that in, uh, in this world these days. Yeah. Hmm. So anyway, I, I guess that's my, that's all I have to say. I, I like a good spook. I like horror. I'm glad that we were able to cover this today. It's an important topic in today's world. I, I think we had some some great ideas uh yeah um tempting to put a jump scare right at the end of the podcast but i think i'm not gonna do that because those are bad um Woo! 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 <laughs> all right wait what if, i'm well, sorry what if, what if a jump scare just repeated <laughs> <laughs> like immediately. Oh, here, here, here's here's here's. I he left it on loop. Like it's like a, a blood curling scream. It fades out and then it happens again, like four yeah. times. Hey, I could I could one up that <laughs> yeah. jump scare where like you know a demon like jumps through a window and then it reverses and goes right back out the window. <laughs> <laughs> like in a kung fu movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be good. That's a scary movie. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I really like that. Okay, that's that's all. All right, yeah. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and uh, end the podcast on that. Good, good night and, and sweet screams. Beep.